Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I am your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Joe Fairless. Thanks for being on the show, Joe. My pleasure. Looking forward to our conversation, Whitney. Joe controls over $400 million of real estate and over 4,000 doors. He's, he's authored numerous books in real estate investing. He's raised over $100 million in private equity. And uh, I just appreciate you being on the show. Joe, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got into the real estate syndication business specifically. Now you had a few single family homes. You're in the corporate world. Uh, tell us how, why and how you moved into the syndication business. I was actually just looking at an email that I have printed out on my wall and it was to my family and it said, basically, I, I, I came, I worked in advertising and I don't care about it anymore. So I'm leaving advertising. And when I left advertising, I did not have a W-2 job. Therefore, I couldn't get qualified for loans. And... Uh, so I needed to figure out how do I partner up and still do deals. I had some single family homes. I had not done any multifamily project. Uh, and in order to do more deals, ironically, the larger the deal, the less important me not having a W-2 job was. Therefore, I uh, decided to uh, partner up with investors and I specifically got into syndication uh, because I saw it as a natural evolution to single-family homes, and it allowed me to get, um, you know, get more, uh, make more impact per deal. I still have three of the four homes I originally bought. The fourth house I sold is Ugly Duckling, but three of the four homes I still have, and I'm looking to sell. Uh, probably not to anyone listening because the numbers won't make sense for what I want to sell them for. Um, but they make me about 250 bucks a month. And you know they've doubled in value since I bought them, which is great, but it's trapped equity unless I do a cash out refinance. I don't, I don't really want to do all that. I'd rather just sell them to a more retail buyer. And with, But with those homes, they still cash flow 250 bucks a month. But then someone will move out, and then um, that's a, about a five thousand dollar bill to get the the place ready for the next resident. And I realized it wasn't going to be a way that I could scale as quick as I'd like. Therefore, I decided, okay, I'm going to focus on multifamily. And since I don't have a job anymore, or since I won't have a job anymore, I want to I want to slash need to bring in partners. And uh, then I was teaching a class on real estate investing, how to buy cash flowing properties out of state like I was doing. I was living in New York City at the time, buying in Texas where I was originally from. Some of the, my friends and a, a boss uh, at the time, they attended this class. And one of them said, Hey, you know, if you ever do something larger, let me know. I'd like to partner up with you. And so lo and behold, I partnered up with a couple people who initially learned about me investing in apartments or initially learned about me investing in real estate via the class I was, I was teaching on the side. 
Awesome. Tell me, you know, you, you had the four single family homes and I think many people listening would be in that same boat. Maybe they have a few single family homes or small multifamily and they're really wanting to move to the bigger deals. What gave you the confidence at that time to really say, okay, I, I know I can do this. I, I'm going to quit my W-2 job and, and I know I can I can do a large deal like that. I think most people are, are very intimidated thinking about a hundred unit plus property if they've only had a few small deals. Yeah. What gave me the confidence is that I had reached a point of apathy towards what I was doing in my full-time job. It was less something was compelling me forward. It was more, I was disgusted by where I was currently at. And I had, yeah, I had a, a six figure job. I mean, I climbed the corporate ladder relatively quickly. My first, my entry salary was $30,000 in New York city, which doesn't go very far. And by the time I left, it was about 150,000. So it was a a really good paying job. Um, But I didn't care about what I was doing anymore. So it was, it was being apathetic towards where I currently was. And I believe life's too short to do stuff you don't care about. Mm. Therefore, um, I had a, a compelling reason, or I, I was more um, wanting to, I was more disgusted by my current situation with my job and less, um, it was less about confidence to make the leap. Uh, but what allowed me to um, uh, kind of mentally connect the dots and think, hey, I can do this is on my third house. And this is in the email I, I sent, I sent it to my family members. This is in the initial the email that I sent. And it's, it's printed on my wall. It said the only reason why why I wouldn't leave is if my cash out refinance doesn't go through on my house because I was doing a cash out refinance on the house because I bought it for cash initially had a lot of equity in it and then I put a loan on it and uh, you know I got like fifty sixty thousand dollars from that but it hadn't gone through yet. Uh, so that gave me the comfort that, okay, I've got 50, 60K. Assuming that it goes through, then I'm going to do this, which it did. And so therefore I left. Uh, but if it didn't go through and I didn't have that 50K, um, you know, I, I, I might not have, I don't know, um, or not as quickly. I probably would have got some, some other things set up. Awesome. Well, let's. I'd like to move into how you've how you've built uh, just your portfolio so quickly and your growth and and uh, just explaining a little bit. You know the the keys to uh, the growth you've experienced from you know leaving your W two job into you know four hundred million dollars worth of real estate now under your control. Well, you know, just can you give us some just key points or key things that that most of us could do to help you know improve our business and help it have that kind of growth. Well, first, it's identifying who are the leaders doing what you want to do, then determining what are the skill sets that they have in order to achieve what they're achieving. Uh, Then it's assessing which of those skill sets can you be world-class at and which ones 
maybe it could be, but you don't want to be, which by the way, you won't be able to if you don't want to be because there's a lot, you know, it's a lot about what do you enjoy slash when you enjoy it, then you get really, really good at it and you practice when you're not supposed to even practice. And then it's about uh, finding team members who can complement you in areas that you're not going to be world-class at. So it's a four-step process. See who's out there, who's world-class at what you're doing. Then dissect them from a skill set standpoint and identify what are their skill sets? What are they really good at? And if you don't know, then listen to interviews or start you know, a blog and, or a podcast or a meetup group and invite them to be interviewed there. Second is to identify those skills. Third is to have an honest assessment of where can you be world-class at as it relates to those skills because they've already proven they're successful however you perceive them to be successful. That, you know, success is a loaded word, but I'm assuming in this case, financially successful. They're financially successful. So how do they get there? What are the skill sets? And then see what skill sets within those you're really good at. And then identify team members who can bring on the, you know, the other skill sets to complement you where you're not necessarily as good at. And so let me give, um, bring that to a specific example, bring it, bring it to life a little bit. I, um, with apartment syndication, there, there's basically, uh, four components. You know, you, you've got to have experience, you've got to have deal, you got to have the money and you got to do the execution. And you know, I wrote a book, Best Ever Apartment Syndication Book. And it's it's categorized in those four parts. You know, it, it talks about how to get the experience, money, deal, and how to execute. And when I look at my company uh, that I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, uh, the company's Ashcroft Capital. When I look at that, that company, we have you know, experience... You, there's ways to get the experience. That's a separate conversation. We can talk about that in a second. But assuming you've got the experience or team members who have that experience, you need money, you need the deal, and you need to execute on it. And so those are the three main components. Experience is just kind of a foundational thing. But the three main components are money, deal, execution. My strength is the money part. Uh, Through relationships with investors through um, you know just my natural natural things I like to do. I, I like connecting with people. I enjoy learning from people uh, and helping them out. I just thoroughly enjoy it. And so I, I handle the money part of our business. I make sure we got all the money we need to do the deals that make sense for us to do. From a, a deal standpoint, Frank, my business partner, is the primary point person on that. And there are sub bullets under each of these, like debt financing and um, you know, uh, looking at uh, or or, or you know, ten thirty one exchanges and how to approach those. And there, there's all sorts of sub bullets, but um, from a deal and acquisition standpoint, he is the point, primary point person. And then from an execution standpoint. He is a primary point person, but we we tackle that together because I'm the one who sends out the investor updates on a monthly basis. We send by the 14th of every month. Uh, so what I did is I I took looked at the skill sets that are required in order to have a successful apartment syndication company, 
And um, then I looked at, and I said, you know what? Equity is my strength uh, or can be my strength. I didn't know at the time, you know, what, what the, what, how successful I would be. Uh, and I need to partner up with someone who has the more traditional experience uh, for asset management and finding the deals and the broker relationships. So you had mentioned, you know, having getting the experience and that we could elaborate a little bit on the ways to get that experience. And I, um, I think listeners would appreciate maybe elaborating on that because I think a lot of them are trying to get into the syndication business, but uh, they don't have the experience. And so it's a seems to be a big roadblock for a lot of people that are trying to, to get into the business. Yeah, it is. It's a challenge. And, you know, with any challenge, it can be um, uh, overwhelming or it can be a gift. And I treat challenges as gifts because it helps us grow and helps us be a better version of ourselves. And how we can approach the challenge of not having the experience because most likely we all started with no little to no experience uh, unless you're born into a company or born into a family that has a company then you know maybe you grew up with it but the way to do that is you bring on the right team members and in order to bring on the right team members in order to bring on attractive team members we have to be attractive and um it's in you look sharp in that you know white shirt and you you look great but i don't mean physically attractive whitney i mean attractive from a deal standpoint um where other people want to partner with you and uh, ways to do that is have alignment of interest with them and quite frankly give up equity uh the degree in which you give it up is uh, dependent on deal, the team, your background, your experience. But you know, I, can, I can tell you, I've personally uh, given uh, equity or, or exchanged equity with brokers on a deal in order to get the deal done. And so, so they put in their commission into the deal for equity. And uh, what that allowed me to do is that allowed me to get the credibility with my investors because I didn't have this is on my very first deal. I didn't have the experience, but I said, you know what? These brokers who have four or five decades of combined experience, they like the deal so much, they're putting their equity or they're putting their broker's commission into the deal as equity owners with us. It's pretty compelling. And I didn't have to have any experience in order to do that. I just had to have, you know, uh, the, the, the mechanics of that deal um, or, or, you know, that partnership um, have that idea. So anyone can do that. You know, you, you got a deal, you don't have the experience. Well, see if the brokers want to put in their commission into the deal. Now, you know, depending on how their brokerage contracts um, written up, they might not be able to, but they might be able to. Who knows? Uh, so that's one way to get to show alignment of interest and and overcome the 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 gift or 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 receive the gift that is lack of experience because they'll help you grow. Another is partnering up with a property management company and uh, giving them equity. And one way you could partner up with a property management company and not give them equity and still show alignment of interest. And this is beautiful because now you don't give up any equity, but you still solve the challenge of a limited experience. But now you have a qualified group that is 
has alignment with you, but you don't give up any equity. How do you do that? Well, you tell them, well, first you got to know your numbers on the deal. And assuming that they are good with your projections. So you have the property management company has signed off, said, you know what, Whitney, these numbers look great. Um, we could manage this deal and we do really well for you. Okay. Thank you. Um, and you need to know what their management fee is. Let's say it's 4%. And you look at how much they're projected to make over three years time, because three years usually is how long it takes to do a, the, the value add component of the deal. Well, one, one to two, upwards of three years. And you say, um, they're projected to make based on that percent, um, a certain amount of cash from their property management fee. But what if we lowered that by 1%? So they make a little bit less over the first three years, but give them back-end profits of a certain dollar amount, certain fixed dollar amount, if they achieve a certain, um, certain results on the deal which those certain results would allow, would allow you to do a substantial uh, refinance or a supplemental loan or an exit, depending on whatever your business, business plan is. And so you're, you are giving them more on the back end because there's not a lot of money in property management. So a 1% difference likely won't mean a whole lot to them. And if they deliver on the business plan that they've already signed off on, they could make, say, twice as much. However, you, usually you want to make it, um, uh, uh, you, want, you, you want it to be a, a good incentive. So say, you know, whatever that percent is that you're decreasing it, times that by two, if they hit, hit a certain projection. And then just make sure the numbers work out so that you're coming out ahead in that deal with some, um, you know, with the refinance proceeds or a sale and you don't give up any equity. And that's a way that you can talk to investors and say, you know what? I don't have this, this background yet, but I have a property management company that does. And uh, they've agreed to take 1% less than they usually do because they want in on the back end profits of X amount whenever they achieve their goals. And they've signed off on this because they believe in this deal so much. Wow, great advice! And um, before we or before we run out of time, I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions. And and uh, I, what would you consider to be the number one thing that's contributed to your your success? Resourcefulness. I I, I, I believe I'm the most resourceful person on the face of this earth. Probably not true, but I believe it. And I believe there's a solution to anything might not be the exact solution that I want or someone else wants, but I uh, think about things solution oriented and I think about things from other people's perspective. And that helps me be more resourceful because when I think about things from other people's perspective, then solutions tend to come a lot easier and um, things tend to get solved faster. Uh, so I, I've always, for as long as I can remember, I've always had a, a very resourceful mindset. So if you need something done, I can get it done. Uh, might not be the cleanest way if you know it's really challenging, or might not be in the time frame that we need it to be done. Um, if you know it's it's 
not possible or, you know, other circ- other variables are in play. But resourcefulness by far, I, I have a core belief that I'm, I, I can make whatever I need to make happen um, and, you know, go from there. What what would help somebody else to be more resourceful? Do you have any anything that could help somebody else that maybe doesn't feel like they're very resourceful or can get things done like that? You know, what what could help us to be more confident in being resourceful? Mm. Well, I think resourcefulness, the core of it is um is not being lazy. I think and and um, not having a weak mindset. So on the flip side, what is that? That's that's being a hard worker and being strong mentally. Because if you're a hard worker and you're mentally strong, so you work on personal development, then it's likely an output of that is going to be resourcefulness. Uh, so in order in order to hone resourcefulness, I believe. It's um, watching YouTube videos on mindset, you know, just Google mindset, Google Tony Robbins, um, personal development, just watch what Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, um, Jim Rome, all sorts of people uh, that you can just watch on YouTube for free. Work on the mindset. So because you can accomplish what you're looking to accomplish because other people have, so you can too. That's one. And then, you know, the hard worker thing, um, that's having a compelling reason to do things or being disgusted by your current situation. If you're not compelled by something and or disgusted by something, then, you know, good luck making major changes in your life. Before we have to go, tell us what you're excited about right now, either with Ashcroft or with the Best Ever brand. What are you excited about and working on? Well, I'll go door number three. My wife's about to about to give birth in a couple of weeks or so to our our first kid. We're having a girl, so I'm certainly excited about that. I already got you know getting the baby room. Well, it's already pretty much set up, but getting all the final stuff and prep things. Just put in the car seat yesterday. First time I ever done that. Um, so that's that's what I'm most excited about. Congratulations on that. And Thank you. tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and, and also about, about your book that you just published. Yep. Uh, Amazon, Best Ever Apartment Syndication Book. Got a conference in Denver, besteverconference.com. Um, and uh, got a podcast, uh, Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever. Thank you so much, Joe, for being on the show. Enjoyed it. Good catching up with you. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for for listening today. And I hope you'll subscribe and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.